Everybody, I am Sean Graham. Scott, socially distancing as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, I have a question. Okay. When you say Scott alongside as always, is that a hat tip to Vic? Yeah. Ah, there you go. See, I <laughs> I didn't even know yeah, all this time. Yeah, yeah. It was a little uh, tip, tip of the cap to the great I, Vic Router. It's because I've been um, watching more old curling games. Yeah. Uh, and I started noticing that he says that uh, at the beginning, right? So yep. uh, every 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 broadcast he says hey. that. Hey, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, so that is why I say that. Um, <laughs> I'm figuring it out. You know, some people would say tip of the cap, as I would. Other people would say just outright stealing. <laughs> and a six of one, half dozen. <laughs> um, so uh, we're here this week. It's Saint Jean Baptiste Day. As we record this, Wednesday, June the 24th, uh, happy Saint-Jean-Baptiste, everybody celebrating out there in La Belle Province and across the country. Scott, how do you celebrate? Uh, I celebrate by saying Bon Saint-Jean yeah. to everyone I know, and uh, the rest is private. Yeah, you got to celebrate privately uh, <laughs> on, a day, on a day like today. Of course, you lived in Quebec for a long time, living in Montreal. I work on the Quebec side, which means I get the day off uh, today. In exchange, I go into work on the August long weekend in Ontario. But mm-hmm. uh, so that is the trade I get today. Work that Monday, but uh, it's uh, it's always an interesting day. My Quebecois colleagues really look forward to this every day. It's it, you know you hear people say that it's bigger than certainly bigger than Canada Day and probably the biggest celebratory day for a lot of French Canadians and certainly for a lot of the folks I work with, that, that is the case. Yeah, exactly. It's a big party, uh, the Fête Nationale, uh, sort of celebrating Quebec and its culture and uh, everything that makes it great. So, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, always a party, not necessarily this year, <laughs> today, unfortunately. No. But, uh, yeah, Bon Saint-Jean to, to everybody there, and um, I, I'm sure they'll have a good day. Yeah, for sure. My friend, uh, Alexi, who I work with, she usually goes to, like, some sort of big party or a festival or something. Like, they always find something different to do. She talked to her yesterday. She said, uh, not this year. They have a, a picnic planned. They're going to go to a park, find a, an empty spot, and have a little picnic, and then go to uh, a porch of a friend who they haven't seen in a long time. I guess it's a, she said it's like a really big porch and they can sit like 10 feet apart. So, uh, so that's how they're celebrating a little disappointed, but certainly the spirit of the day exists still. So, uh, uh, happy St. John to everyone who's celebrating and Scott, with it being a big national holiday today, we thought, uh, why not look back on some of the national championships that take have taken place. And it was partly inspired of the discussion we had on Monday with, Jonathan from Rocks Across the Pond in our weekly chat, where we looked at the world, excuse me, the Canadian junior fields of the years we each graduated high school and tried to create mixed teams off of those. And you went back and looked at the Canadian junior fields from a wider period just to determine who had the greatest field or which year had the greatest fields, correct? 
Yeah, so we talked about on Monday the field from 1992, 2001, and 2003. And looking at that, um, 2001, which was the year I graduated high school, was uh, a great class, uh, due in large part due to uh, Brad Gushu being part of that. Um, I got curious after that in, in seeing, like, I wonder how many of these fields have produced um, champions and perennial national appearance uh, people in Briars and Scotties. So I decided to widen the range. I, I went all the way back to 1990, and I went up to 2010 where I stopped because I found that uh, because the people – who had played in those events were a lot younger. You know, they weren't racking up 20 or 15 Briar appearances or, or stuff like that. So I thought it was kind of a logical place to stop. Plus it was about midnight <laughs> and I wanted to go to bed. Uh, so I have 21 seasons of, yeah. of uh, Canadian juniors. What I did for every player in the field that had a Wikipedia page <laughs> yeah. And and a couple others that I noticed. Um if there was a name that I noticed that didn't have a Wikipedia page, I said, oh, okay, I know that person. So I looked up their appearances. So I did a number of appearances at a national championship. So I have the Briar and Scotties. There are a couple from the early nineties who moved to the US. Yes. So I I counted their US national appearances. Okay. Uh, how many medals they've won at those national appearances, and then Reasonable. how many and how many wins they have? Okay. So gold medals. The other caveat is oh, that sorry, anybody... like so championships as opposed to individual game wins, like summing up the total of wins. Oh yeah, I definitely couldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> so gold medals. Okay. And the the other thing I did is anybody that represented their country at the Olympics, if they won a gold medal, I would give an additional one in every column. Okay. I think that seems fair. Yeah. Actually, it, just if they represented their country at the Olympics, they didn't have to win a, a medal there. Okay. So, so they that, won the trials or so, so won the, the U.S. Nationals. So that's the Rachel Holman rule? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Rachel Holman rule, exactly. Uh, and I guess Kevin Cooey as well. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, the 2018 Canadian Olympic team rule. Yeah, and so I summed all of those numbers for the entire field. Yeah. I then applied a multiplier. So I took uh, the number of appearances is a multiplier of one. So it just takes that number. Okay. The number of medals I multiplied by 1.5. Okay. And the number of wins or gold medals I multiplied by two. So I just weighted winning a little more than just getting there. And I think that makes sense. That's fair, right? You want, you know, you play to win the game. You play to win the game. So, uh, I did that for all 21 of those seasons, and I've sorted them from best or most points, I guess, to least. Right. 
Uh, we're going to play a guessing game, Sean, where you guess. Yes. And if you get one in the top five, you get a point. Right. You're going to get so, five guesses. Yeah, so whereas you've gone through and done the math to determine the best field, I've done the eye test. So I've gone through each field between 1990 and 2010 as well, but I have just looked through the fields. And right. based off of the names that I'm seeing, tried to determine which fields were the best. So it's a little different for me uh, because I, I don't have that the, the numerical evidence to support me. But that's why I think this is a useful activity because so often we can talk about what things seem like, like, oh, it seems like they're not doing, we talk about this with Brad Jacobs frequently, right? It seems like they're not doing mm -hmm. well, but then when you look at the results, the actual results, they've had a pretty good five years. And I, I'm curious to know what the difference is between just the sense that you have of teams versus the reality of it. So I'm very interested and, and excited to talk about this. So yeah, so I've picked out five fields and I'm ready to go. All right, and uh, just for fun at the end, you, you can try to guess the lowest ranked field. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a few that I, yeah. Okay. Uh, pretty easy to, to skip by. So, uh, okay, so I will go in the chronologic order that I have them uh, just to see if, uh, see what's right. So first for me, Scott, the earliest one that I picked out as a strong field is 1995. This field included Jamie Cooey out of the Northwest Territories, Yukon, Jim Grattan representing New Brunswick, which is strange because it all it feels like Jim Grattan has been old forever. Um, <laughs> uh, Pat, he just stays the same age. He's he hasn't changed. Stronger. Yeah, if you look at a picture from the 1995 juniors, he looks the exact same. Uh, Pat Simmons is in this field. Uh, Brad Gushu plays second in this field. Uh, Jim Cotter is here as well out of British Columbia. I think, though, where the strength of this field is is on the women's side. You have Kelly Scott uh, playing out of Manitoba at the time. Carrie Cooey's in this field. Shauna Barber. Jennifer Jones, Jill Officer playing together. Uh, uh, Kirsten Harmark, who we know because our parents curled with her parents, uh, mm -hmm. but she, she was the fifth for... Uh, for Jennifer Jones for a long time, uh, went to the Olympics, so I don't know if that counts for her, if you counted that for her. Uh, Mary Frost LaRouche is in this field, uh, Heather Strong as well, Lori Olson, John. Uh, so I think the women's field is a little stronger here than the men's overall, but I think that since you have a six-time women's champion in Jennifer Jones, you have a two-time champion in Kelly Scott, you have an Olympic champion in Kirsten Harmark, uh, Mary Franz LaRouche has gone deep and won medals in, at Scotty's. Uh, so I think, and Heather Strong's just been there a bunch. So that's why I was going with 1995. Is that on the list? Ding! Yeah! yeah. 1995 is on the list. Uh, it's it's number five. And it's something I should have uh, mentioned at the beginning. So this year was a bit weird because uh, yeah. Curling Canada changed their rules about who would go to the World Juniors uh, this year for the women's side. Uh, I believe they had done it for the men's side already. And so what happened was it used to be that the team that won the year before would go to the next year's Worlds, sort of the rule that we have starting up now yeah. for the juniors. Uh, so Jennifer Jones 
was supposed to go to the 1995 Worlds, but they changed the rule and played the juniors before the Worlds. So she didn't get the automatic berth. So what Curling Canada did was they let her team come back uh, as Team Canada with a bye directly into the semifinals. Yeah, which is insane. So because her team didn't really play in the event, uh, I didn't count any of their medals or wins. Why? That doesn't seem fair. She lost to to Kelly Scott in the semifinals. Yeah, she, she played one game. <laughs> yep. So uh, because of that, I didn't count her. Uh, even still... <laughs> Still a fifth place uh, for this right. event overall. Okay. Yeah, and that game against Kelly Scott, too. She gave up a four in the fifth end, just to give a sense of how that went for them. Yeah, and, and Kelly Scott used to play with Jennifer Jones in juniors. Uh, yeah. That's maybe a hint for another uh, another of these. Uh... Okay. Well, that's the earliest one I have, though, I, okay. I will say. That is the yep. earliest one that I pick. So, uh so 1995 is correct. That's good. Uh, so next up, let's go, Scott, to 1998 uh, is on my list. You have Carter Rycroft skipping out of Alberta. This field is loaded, I think, on the men's side. Mike McEwen is there representing Manitoba. Also, Alberta on that Alberta team, Mark Kennedy is playing second for Carter Rycroft. Of course, you have Brad Gushu there in one of his just bajillion appearances at a national championship. John Morris, Craig Saville, Brent Lang, we talked about them the other day. They're, mm-hmm. they're representing Ontario, of course, with Andy Ormsby. And Jamie Cooey is there out of the Northwest Territories, and he played a whole bunch of uh, junior events out of the Northwest Territories. On the women's side, you have Bronwyn Webster. She's there representing Skipping Manitoba. You have Kerry Cooey. There, Jen Hanna, of course, lost a, a Briar, or excuse me, a Scotty's final there in 2005. Mary France LaRouche again. Suzanne Goody is there. Um, she's playing with Stephanie Clark. Uh, Shona Barber's there with Carrie Cooey. Uh, Krista McCarville is playing second in this field out of Northern Ontario. Steph LeDrew, Laura Strong. Uh, so just overall, I think a really strong field. Maybe a little stronger on the men's side, but I think this is a pretty balanced field overall. So I have 1998. Ding again, Sean. Yeah. Ding again. 1998 is the number one field, wow. and it's not particularly close. Okay. Uh, you're right with the men's field there. Uh, what what really stands out to me is of all the people that I put numbers down for, yep. the only one that doesn't have uh, a win is Mike McEwen and Jamie Cooey. Uh, John Morris is there, of course, with four. Brad Gushu with four. Uh, Carter Rycroft has four. Uh, Craig Saville with two. Langer with four. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Gibson from Nova Scotia won when playing with Mark Dacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark Kennedy has got three uh, yeah. three wins as well. So And two, I think with that, the, the men's side here too, all the Olympic appearances, right? Carter yes. Rycroft with Kevin Martin, right? He was on that 2002 Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mark Kennedy, of course, in 2010 and 2018. Gushu in 2006. Morris in 2010. Uh, Lang in 2018. So tons of Olympic appearances out of that men's field, too. Yeah, exactly. And on the women's side, uh, one you didn't mention was Beth Iskew. Oh, right. Uh, is there. Yeah. And she won with uh, Heather uh, Nedowin. Yeah. I was going to say Godberson. But, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, that was her name at the time. Yeah. Not not exactly. at the time they won the Scotties together, but in juniors. And uh, Steph LeDrew, of course, has those two gold medals from her time with Rachel Homan's team. So yes. uh, those count. Yeah. Uh, a total multiplier here of 326. Wow. And the next one is uh, 50, 52 points lower. Oh, man. So it's uh, 1998, number one with a bullet. Okay. Which is a bit surprising because you don't have the Jennifer Jones uh, in there. So No. But you have the Gushu. You know, I think the Gushu, yeah. you know, if you're talking about medals and appearances at, at Briars, probably a little more of a multiplier than Jones would be, perhaps, even though he's won half as many. Yeah, and having the Morris team with Savile and Lang. Yeah. With apologies to Andy Ormsby. But, right. uh, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty uh, strong there. Yeah, and then all the Olympics, too, as we said. So, uh, yeah, so 1998, not surprised there. Uh, so next up, Scott, I have 2001. We talked about this one on Monday. This is the year you graduated high school. Uh, on the women's side, Kristen McCarvel is there. Shelly Nichols, Steph LeDrew there out of Newfoundland. Sylvie Robichaux, who I felt bad based on the conversation on Monday. Uh, but she's been to a bunch of stuff, including Canadian Mixed Championships and, and done well there. I know that's not mm -hmm. included in the uh, the math here, but uh, you know, if you look at outside of just the women's game, she's had a, a, a good career. Allie Flaxy is in this field. Uh, Suzanne Goody, again. Megan Balsden is playing third for Ontario. And, of course, Stephanie Lawton, Marlies uh, Kasner, uh, of course, they were Millers at the time, their sisters. They're in this field. Uh, so on the women's side, I think you have a pretty good field. Over on the men's side, Mike McEwen, Danny Newfeld, and Nolan Thiessen all playing together out of Manitoba. Mark Kennedy's there now playing third out of Alberta. Gushu there, of course. The thing that mattered to me versus the year before in 2000 is that Nichols is on this team, whereas Nichols wasn't there the year before. So mm -hmm. I, I went with the 2001 one because it had Mark Nichols, Mike Adams on the team as well. Not much else on the men's side, but between McEwen, uh, Gushu, Nichols, Kennedy, Thiessen, I thought that was pretty good. And, of course, can't forget that uh, the one and the only Jamie Murphy there representing New Brunswick. So uh, and he's had a bunch of appearances at the Briar. So I have 2001. Did that make the list? <laughs> oh no oh i'm sorry sean 2001 a year close to my heart as you would say uh did not make the top five it was number seven overall okay of these years number seven i think what hurt 2001 was the lack of wins especially on the women's side right. uh we only had the two wins and that was Steph Drew's two wins so yeah uh didn't quite sneak into there so you're okay you're two for three yeah I would have thought that Chris McCarvel how many medals Chris McCarvel has a bunch of medals though uh I only have two. Oh, okay That's because not great. she's made the playoffs but uh this year for example was fourth right um yeah okay uh, totally fair. All right, I'll, I'll pick myself up. I'll dust myself off, and uh, let's go to uh, another year. And <laughs> oh, this isn't the year I wanted. Okay, I'm gonna 
skip over this. I just kept this one up. Uh, I don't think I want to. I want to pick it. But Scott, did you know? Because this this was a stunner to me. Yeah, I definitely don't want this one. But in two thousand and four, that John Epping and Brett Glant skipped in the same Canadian Junior. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, like that's insane to me. I, I, I realized like... like Brett Glant was thirteen at the time, but come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's really interesting. Uh, some of the people that are on here for a long time. Yeah. Because I remember I was like copying and pasting a lot of the uh, the numbers, because I was like, oh, this guy again, paste, yeah. paste, paste, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. I, I did it chronologically from oldest to newest too. So, yeah, it was uh, it, it was um, a lot of. Control V. I'll yeah. Say. Uh, yeah. 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 Just, yeah a good, lot of names. Good on you not picking it. It is uh, one, two, three, four, five from the bottom. Yeah. It's it's not a great overall uh, field, but I just thought that was crazy. So, yeah. I uh, think it's it's buoyed a bit by uh, Ryan Sherrard, who has right. three appearances at Worlds for Germany. Yeah. So I, I do give him credit for those. Yeah, that definitely helps. Uh, so yeah. I will go uh, skip ahead then, Scott. I'm going to go all the way to 2010, the last year of our block of years here. I think uh, you have a, a, a nice field here. You have uh, Nadine Scotland skipping Alberta. Brian Meek in there representing Alberta. Brian Mayer is on that team. Um Dalian Purechuk representing British Columbia. Kendra Lilly uh, representing Northern Ontario, though perhaps it's not as great as I would have thought, given the Kristen McCarroll discussion we just had. Jennifer Gates also on that team. But, of course, this is a year where you do have Rachel Holman, Emma Miskew, and Lynn Kreviazic representing Ontario, sort of the, the initial core of that team before Lisa Wiegu comes on, uh, the first run that that Holman team had in, in championships. And I either forgot this or didn't know this, but Laura Crocker was the second on that team. Which yeah, you you, did, I, you didn't see the picture at our club. I I don't usually look at the pictures. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also have Sarah Colton in that field. She's been to a bunch of Scotties with Carrie Galusha as well. So a, a really good field there. I think maybe a little better on the men's side. You have Brandon Botcher, Brad Thiessen. Uh, Thiessen playing third at the time. Uh, Connor Negevin is there. Josh Barry, who is maybe a better Twitter follower than someone who's useful in this particular exercise as, in terms of multipliers. Uh, but he's there. Uh, you also have, out of Prince Edward Island, Brett Gallant. Uh, he's there skipping. Adam Casey at second. Anson Carmody. And then Braden Muscawi as well. Uh, he's representing Saskatchewan in this field. Thomas Goffin, he has a, a couple briars now. But the Brett Gallant edition, plus the medals that Brendan Botcher has won, that's what I'm sort of leaning into here for 2010, Scott. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, um, unfortunately, you're trending in the wrong direction, Sean. I you're, really uh, am. You're trending in the wrong direction. It's uh, number 11. Wow. On on the list. It, all those names that you mentioned, this is where the, you know, the metrics that I've chosen really hurt it because there's a lot of great curlers. You're right. But uh, a few 
Not been to many Scotties or or Briars. For example, Laura Crocker, great curler, only been to one. Right. Uh, Lynn Lynn Kreviazic, of course, not to be mistaken for uh, her sister Allison. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, My only bad. been to one Hearts when yes. she played with Allie Flaxy right. in 2014. And uh, not to be mistaken for her sister, but I did mistake her for her sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was trying to not call you out so uh, so much. So. And on this one, there was a few people that I had to add in, like Sarah Colton and Chelsea Duncan. Uh, been to six and five, respectively. I counted even the ones where they didn't make the full field okay. playing for UConn. Uh, Jesse Sanderson has won from British Columbia as well. So I, I did try to add as many as I could that uh, I saw weren't represented. Uh, David Aho. Uh, from Northwest Territories, of course. So, yeah, the, the thing that really hurts it, very few wins overall. Right. It, it's basically uh, Rachel Holm and Emma Miskew have one or have four each. And the only other one on the women's side was uh, Brienne Mayer when she won this year. Right. Right. So, yeah, uh, being so new, it's hurt right by the lack of time to accumulate appearances right okay uh, yeah i think that's fair yeah you just yeah don't have the same time as some of the other uh, as some of the other fields the earlier fields certainly so, yeah still a still a pretty good field and josh yeah. berry uh three briars so he says thanks very much uh, take a seat yeah obviously uh, yeah bad job by me on that yes but he's out in bc now uh working on a team there so yes so, uh, okay, so let's uh, go back then in time and uh, try to figure yeah, out where I back. went wrong in this. You gave a bit of a clue um, as to the f fact that uh, you had Jennifer Jones playing with Kelly Scott. So I'm going to go then with 1991, Scott. Uh, here you go. You have Jennifer Jones playing third for Jill Staub. That's kind of hard to believe, Jennifer Jones not skipping. Uh, Kelly Scott, the lead on that team, even crazier. You also have over in British Columbia, Gina Schrader playing lead for Allison McKinnis in that field. Uh, Heather Smith-Dacey is uh, skipping New Brunswick. Uh, Brendan Nichols out in Quebec. She made multiple Scotties. Uh, in her mm -hmm. career, not much to do on the men's side uh, other than Jim Grattan, which is why I initially didn't have it. But 1991, Scott? Well, the the men's side really lets the lets the team down on this one. Yeah. Uh, in total, on the men's side, I have 14 prior appearances in total. 13 of those by James Grattan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I there might be others. But uh, oh, Pete Stetsky's here. I don't think he's been to the Briar. Uh, yeah, Marco Bertolot was the other one from Quebec. Yeah. So yeah, not uh, not so much on the men's side. If this was a women's only choice, it would definitely be there. But as as it is not, uh, it's 14th. Right. Okay. So I will just the last guess I'll make then is 1996 uh that field really good again uh gina schrader is back she is now playing skip for british columbia you have the aforementioned heather nedowin 
Christy Moore is on that team as well. You have Heather Strong out of Newfoundland. Carrie Cooey again representing the Northwest Territories. Mary Franz LaRouche is there out of Quebec. Uh, out in Nova Scotia, you have Beth Iskew. Kind of fun that Heather Nedowin is skipping and Beth Iskew uh, is playing third just for different provinces. That's kind of a fun little thing there. Of course, they win together in 2012, I think it is. Uh, over on the men's mm -hmm. side, Ryan Fry is skipping Manitoba. Uh, you have Brad Gushu there, of course, uh, Jamie Cooey. Uh, Jean-Michel Menard, national champion. Uh, Joel Jordison, part of the greatest curling shot ever in that he was the victim of it. Um, mm -hmm. Rick Sawatsky is a, a few appearances. And then, of course, Heath McCormick, who has had a bunch of appearances representing the United States on the world stage. So I'm going to go with my final guess as 1996 being on the list. 1996, Sean. <laughs> you uh, win a prize. You got number four on the list here in okay. 1996. Of course, as you mentioned, uh, Heath McCormick really brings up the men's side, uh, getting a few more appearances there uh, for the United States. Um, and the the win by Jean-Michel Menard uh, really helps to, with that multiplier. We've got uh, Carrie Cooey on the women's side, always good for 17 Scotties appearances. No big deal. So yes, uh, overall this one, uh, 239.5 points. It's number four on the list. Okay. So you've identified numbers one, four, and five. Yep. On my list. Uh, the next. Yeah, so what's I'll, I'll two? Give you... What did I miss for number two? So number two is 1999. Okay. 1999, of course, uh, leading the way on the men's side is <clears throat> this is the John Morris versus Brad Gushu. Right. year so john morris winning you know the olympic gold and and all that uh he's got 12 scotties or 12 briars appearances uh mark kennedy's in this as well and then you got savile and lang which really bring up the rest of the field mike mccarville is there from northern ontario with one uh briar brad gushu and mark nichols uh, bring up the rest of the men's side You've got a couple other guys here, Jeff Richard, uh, Sean Grassy. Uh, never been to a Briar as far as I can tell, but strong player in the Manitoba uh, curling circuit. Yep, for sure. And then on the women's side, this is where uh, you separate the wheat from the chaff uh, <laughs> for all our farmer friends out there. Uh, Stephanie Lawton, along with her sister Marlise, is here uh, Christy Jenian, who is now Christy McDonald in Manitoba. Been to two uh, Scotties with, I think, with Chelsea Carey, both of them, uh, out of Manitoba. Uh, Mary-France LaRouche, uh, Sylvia Robichard, Suzanne Goody, uh, Meredith Doyle, uh, no appearances, but uh, Beth Iskew is back again on that same team. Yep. And Laura Strong. Uh, brings up uh, eight appearances for her. So uh, overall, lots of appearances. On the women's side, only one win, but uh, 21 uh, gold medals on the men's side really uh, puts this puts this one over the top. Right. Following not too far behind, about 30 points behind, in third place is num 
number uh, 1997. 1997. Ah. Of course, in 97, we've got Scott Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, seven briars, six medals, and five wins. This number includes him being the fifth for Kui uh, oh, at the Olympic on. trials. Boo. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but so you got Scott Pfeiffer, Ryan Fry, Jamie Cooey, John Morris. Uh, in Quebec, Philippe Lemay is there with two appearances and his third, Jean Sébastien Roy. Yeah. Uh, as well. You've still got Saville on, did you, on did you count Jamie? Team. Did you can't count Jamie Corab as yes. uh, an Olympian? I did. Yes, he's got an Olympic medal. Yeah. Uh, so he gets one of those. Uh, also, nine Briars playing with yeah. <clears throat> with uh, Brad Gushu. Uh, and Andrew Gibson's there again, too. Uh, sneaky five Briar appearances with three medals and one win. It's pretty so, good. So, uh, pretty good there. Women's side, uh, not as strong as, the, as last year's, I'd say. Uh, Heather Strong is there with her sister, Laura. So, uh, that's 12 appearances. Yep added mary france larouche is still there uh stephanie lawton again uh christy moore is there skipping uh and i give her a one gold medal win for uh representing canada in the 2010 olympics as the fifth okay so uh you got there beth iskew again marley's playing with uh with stephanie so uh this one again is stronger on the men's side and really buoyed by uh, morris and saville right uh, on there so uh that's number three okay so and just for fun Sean, yeah just for fun can you guess can you guess the lowest i'm gonna go with 1990 as the lowest i don't see a winner here uh from any of them just as my as, a, as i sort of scan through either the men's or the women's fields i, I don't see a national champion uh skip on any of these teams but correct me if i'm wrong but uh on that but i'm gonna go with 1990 <laughs> good job sean you did identify the lowest ranked year based on the modified scotty scoring system <laughs> uh you are not correct in that there is no champions right, who am uh, i missing here you're missing eric sylvain Oh, of course, yeah. Long time uh, second, I believe, for Jean-Michel yeah. Menard. Uh, one, and Greg Romaniak won a USA Nationals. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a win there. I believe 1993 or four, something uh, something around there. Everyone can connect me. correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and Atina Ford who is now Atina Johnson, Yeah, was the fifth for the Sandra Schmerler team okay. in 1997 and at the Olympics. So she gets two gold medals for that. Okay. But uh, you, you can be forgiven for not knowing it. Right, or not uh, thinking of it, because, you know, they're, they're the Sandra Schmerler, mm -hmm. that's your core four right there, buddy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, Shelly Bradley's in this field, Heather Smith uh, and Trisha mcgregor who was trisha affleck for a while out yes. of pei yeah yeah and and renee sonnenberg too oh yeah but she's more of a coach 
Yeah, right. in terms Four of her Scotty's appearances uh, and one top three finish. Yeah, which I believe was as a co- like as a fifth slash coach, the top three. You might be right. Is it Montreal 2014? Let me check real quick. Yes, Montreal 2014 is the silver medal. Yeah, and she was not playing that year. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but anyway, uh, and she gets, I don't know, give her the Olympic appearance too. Why not? Because uh, she was there in 2018. Uh, all right. Still, still the Olympics. <laughs> Actually, right. that might put them over the top with uh, 1992 coming okay next. don't okay don't do that uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's uh let's just run through it again so what were the top five again scotty top five from one to five uh you have 1998 1999 1997 1996 and 1995 it was a five-year stretch sean wow that's crazy five-year stretch of, it was the golden age of junior canadian curling Right. Now we might, you know, if, if anyone were to try this exercise in another 10 years, given how good that 2010 field was, it could surpass uh, any of those fields and hop into the top five using this math. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, there's another field where Matt Dunstone is there and uh, uh, the kids from Manitoba. Uh, I guess he was from Manitoba. Anyway, the, there's a couple of good fields that are coming, right? That are yeah. uh, uh, not in included in this study. So uh, we'll keep our eye on things, and yeah, maybe in ten years on the podcast we'll do a Redux. Yeah, we can look back at that Tyler Tardy JT Ryan final the same way we look back at a Jennifer Jones Kelly Scott game. Yeah, or a Brad Gushu John Morris. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so there you have it. So Scott's top. Five, or not Scott's top five, the math's top five using Scott's mm-hmm. invented formula for determining the best Canadian junior field of all time. A lot of these games, too, if you're curious, are available on YouTube. You can just go in and, and search the year. Uh, certainly most of the finals are up there if you want to go watch them. Yeah, and it's interesting because it, unlike in the men's and women's events, in the juniors you do see – the smaller provinces win, like yeah. Breck Gallant won out of PEI, uh, Suzanne yeah. Goody out of PEI. Uh, we've had Quebec teams win, uh, Saskatchewan. So it's it's fun to watch for sure. And and you know Kevin Cooey lost the final uh, out of the Northwest yeah. Territories, playing with his brother Jamie at third. Uh, would have been the only championship for a team from the North ever in Canadian curling mm-hmm. history, uh, and they lost in an extra end. Gave up two in the tenth, and then the other team stole in the eleventh. Uh, but you know, a game like that would be super fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. If I can find that, uh, we'll tweet out the link for sure. So, uh, so there you have it: top five junior fields of the call it last thirty years. Uh, even though the last ten years we didn't include in this, but they wouldn't have added up based off of the the formula we use. So, uh, so right. there you have it. Um, one thing that came up this week, Scott, that we want to talk about real quick is that the World Curling Federation, in conjunction with Curling Canada, it was actually a Curling Canada officially made the announcement, but the 2021 World Curling Championship on the men's side is coming to Ottawa, scheduled for early April of next year at 
TD Place, which is where they played the 2016 Briar. So if anybody came to Ottawa for the 2018, or excuse me, the 2017 trials, different place and a much better venue for, well, I don't know if the sight lines are necessarily better for curling, but it's a better atmosphere. It's a smaller building. The patch mm-hmm. is going to be steps away. There's a bunch of restaurants there. The stadium, the, the building itself is a little strange because it's built under the north side stands of the football stadium. So the south side of the high, it's the where the Ottawa 67s play. It's really low because that's where the football mm-hmm. stands are. So if you're on that side, it's really it's a really strange. It's hard to describe. I would encourage you to just Google some some photos of it. But basically, there's a, a big wall over the where the boards would be for the hockey because that's where the stadium seating is coming up and those seats there's only like 10 rows of seats on that side there's not much on either end uh certainly when the the tv is set up you know the tsn booth a lot of the those seats will will be gone and then on the north side you have a lot of seats uh coming up on the side so tons of side seating for that next year but uh, it was announced that it will be played curling canada was asked in the press conference can season of champion events take place or will they take place without fans if that's the recommendation and the answer was a definitive yes so mm-hmm. uh provincial championship scotty's briar if it's not possible to have fans curling canada was adamant that they would still be played they did have the Minister of Sport for Ontario on the call as well, and she was asked about any travel restrictions. Will be able to, people to be able to come in, and the answer was that they'll work with the federal government if travel restrictions are still in place to try and work it out. Their hope, mm-hmm. of course, is that by next April won't be an issue. Uh, the other announcement that was made in this was that they're going to sell tickets in blocks. So if it's determined that the building needs to be a quarter full for safety reasons, that's the amount of tickets that they will sell. And then if Mm -hmm. it's, and then if the regulations change and you can get more people into the building, then they'll sell another block of tickets. So if you're looking to come to Ottawa, you want to go to this, uh, just pay attention to how they're going to do the tickets because it's not going to be they're not going to put the full building on sale early on even if they do packages it won't be for the full building so there mm-hmm. is a chance that there could be restrictions in place but curling canada and the world curling federation need this event to take place yes it's a world championship but you could more accurately say that this is the olympic qualifying event for 2022 in Beijing. So uh, it, it'll be exciting that it's here in Ottawa, but a, a lot of uncertainty is still surrounding the event there, Scott. Yeah, for sure. If you know definitely you want to go, say you live in Ottawa or somewhere close and and you say, I really want to go to this event, get your tickets early because there's no guarantee that more tickets will be coming, like yeah. you say, Sean. So uh, yeah, if if uh, anybody wants to come and stay, my place has been rented by my parents. So uh, sorry. Sorry for that. Yeah. But and, uh, and, uh, yeah. And I'm walking distance from the arena. Yes. But I am very likely to if if it's safe enough for people to be traveling, 
Uh, I always have a work commitment that takes place that week. So if, if that is the case, I would be in Europe for the majority of the event and I would be able to make it back for the final, well, the, the bronze medal game in the final on uh, on sunday but so so sean maybe i will stay at your house and walk yeah you just walk and, back and forth and walk back and forth and mom and dad can stay here maybe. there you go right on we're uh, <laughs> cooking with gas yeah i'm i'm really excited for it to happen we've known this announcement was coming for a while yeah um but it, we haven't been able to say it i think we teased it a bit during our briar coverage yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's super exciting for the city, um, super exciting for us personally. And like you say, this is basically the Olympic qualifier with no points coming from this year's Worlds. Yep. Uh, it's going to be really important for the teams to finish as high as possible to get those guaranteed berths into the 2022 games. So a lot on the line. Yeah, if you miss the playoffs at this, you have to go to the last chance qualifier. So. It's uh, it'll be interesting to to see how it it plays out. Expect a loaded field because, as we talked about the other day, countries are changing their rules that mm -hmm. whoever wins the national championship doesn't necessarily go to the world. So, if Bruce Mowat doesn't win in Scotland, although this appears to be up in the air now, there you know there seems to be some pushback from the players, uh, or if you know Peter de Cruz happens to lose the Swiss final, Thomas Ulrich loses the Norwegian final, they're still coming. Uh, yeah. that, that is what's going to happen. So uh, it will be a loaded field and uh, more. It's, it's hard to say that, you know, world championship has a lightness to it in a normal year because it's still a world championship. But I always get the sense that there's a looseness to a world championship that, you know, it's, it's a little looser. I always feel just from watching it than or at least the Canadian teams feel looser than at the Briar uh, just from watching it. This one won't be loose at all. Um, you know, the. These are the teams, with the exception of the Canadian team, and we'll see what happens in Scotland, but with the exception of the Canadian team, all these teams who are in this event would be going to the Olympics. So for as mm -hmm. much as it's like an, uh, you're qualifying the nation for the Olympics, you're qualifying yourself for the Olympics. Again, with the exception of the Canadian team, who again, would have to go through, of course, the trials, and that's no guarantee. So that, that'll be kind of fun, too, just to see if there's big celebrations when teams clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, a good point that these teams will be playing for themselves. It'll be the atmosphere more of a, of a trials, right? Yeah. Yeah. And being at the trials in 2017, knowing like the intensity that the players were exhibiting at that event. Uh, yeah. It might be, might be uh, pretty intense down there at the old TDE place. Yeah, especially as you get later into the week and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, losses start piling up for teams. And then, you know, you just start looking around at scoreboards. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, that, of course, hopefully can take place in its normal form next April here in Ottawa. Women's Worlds taking place the week before over in Switzerland. Similar situation there where make the playoffs and you are at the Olympics. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we won't be at that one. Um, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and, you know, but you know, the Swiss time difference is a little better than some of the other time differences we've dealt with. I think. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's it's uh, six hours. 
I mean, it's better than when it was in Beijing. Yes, yes, better than being in the middle of the night. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. The uh, World Men's Curling Championship scheduled to come to Ottawa next year, and that really that puts a pin in the World Curling Federation schedule for next year. Everything now is established in terms of where things are going to be played, when they're going to be played, and the rules for Olympic qualification at the uh, mixed doubles level and now with the men's and the women's. So now we just have to sit back and hope that they can play. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, like We're all sort of up in the air with everything, so... Uh, we're hoping for the best and maybe expecting the worst, but uh, yeah, try just, and try and stay positive. Yeah, we're just in a holding pattern here. So uh, yeah, so stay positive, and uh, we'll see what comes of the the news as Curling Canada is or has committed to releasing a, a return to play type document for curling clubs by the end of the month. So we uh, look forward to going through that once that comes out maybe we'll talk about that next week if it gets released but uh if not we'll talk about something else yeah we're hoping uh hoping that comes out next week yes uh, and i i don't think we have anything else uh, this week sean no i think uh, that'll put a pin in this week's episode uh again always fun to look back at those junior fields you know i like watching the juniors in real time but it's maybe even a little more fun to, with the, the ability to reflect on some of these people's careers to look back at uh, at how things played out. Yeah, funny to look back at their uh, dumb haircuts too. <laughs> uh, or for those people like Kevin Cooey when they had hair. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 Very weird. Yeah, the same way that I think it's weird when I look at photos of myself from the same period. So, <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And please do, if you like the show, head into Google Podcast or Apple Podcast, wherever it is you get the shows. Uh, subscribe, give us the likes, the ratings, comments. Uh, helps keep the show going. And thanks to those of you who have done that. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, and do follow along with us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. And you can email the show with any ideas, thoughts you have. Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with Scott at Scott Likes TV. And I am at the Sean Graham as I still adjust away from Dr. Shawnee Fever. But it was time. It was time. It was time. Yeah. So hang in uh, there. Hang in there. Baby. <laughs> so uh, happy Saint Jean Baptiste Day, everybody! If you're out celebrating, do be safe, be responsible, uh, and we'll be back with you next week on Canada Day with another new episode. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.